Hello, everybody, and welcome along to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast from Your Life Choices. I'm John Deeks, and Kay Fallick is the publisher, and with us today, hello, Kay. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah, I just want to say, uh, I hope you survived Christmas. <laughs> did, you, did you eat far too much? Always. What did Santa bring you? Oh, it's very private, John. Oh, well, diamonds, <laughs> pearls. Books. Book, books. Books and and gift tokens to charities. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Very, very, very good indeed. You do a lot of philanthropic work, actually, don't you? I like to give. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very important. Yes, I bet you do too. I do, and uh, I'm very much into the saving the koalas at the moment. Wow. The koalas are... Uh, after the bushfires. After those terrible bushfires, and a lot of folks have been knitting the little booties. Yes, the ladies in Holland. Yeah, really? Yes. Yes, a, an older lady in Holland got her knitting group. Oh, is that wonderful? They sent out for patterns... For yeah. koala's feet, yeah, and knitted the booties and sent them across. Oh, that is wonderful! It's and a great story. When you think back to, um, you know, back in during the World War Two yep. era and in World War One as well, where yep. there yeah. was sort of knitting parcels things. from home, yeah. and yeah. isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's pretty special that somebody there cared. And when they sent them in, apparently there was a centre in New South Wales which directed them where they were needed most at the time. Well, look, before yeah. before we go uh, on this podcast, I will make sure that we find out the details if anybody would like to assist in the wildlife that has been affected by the bushfires. Wow. And sadly, um, more fires are no doubt going to occur mm. because we're in for a very hot old summer. It seems to be a day-by-day situation mm. and uh, across the whole nation. So, yeah. This is our last uh, podcast for 2019, ma'am. I know, and then we're going into a new decade. Can we go in there without any debt? Because uh, we're, I hope we're, so. we're going to talk to uh, to, to, to Claire. Claire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a financial counsellor, John, and she helps people deal with debt. So I'm pretty interested in that. Also, we're talking to uh, Louise Bitty and talking about third phase steps. What what be third phase? I've heard of the third in a, you know age university and yes. all that. What is this? Uh, Louise is, in my opinion, the number one expert in the country on aged care. Wow. And she'll talk to the pass the turkey moment. Huh? Let's not spoil it. Let's let her tell okay. us what that is. Is that like pass the parcel? We'll find out. It's similar. And then we're yes. going to get on our bikes and go for a bit of a ride. Yes, we've got a full lineup of ladies today. And <gasps> it's Michelle, Ladies Day. Ladies Day on Mind Your Own Retirement. Michelle will take us on a cycling tour. Excellent. All that and so much more on Mind Your Own Retirement with Kay Fallick, the publisher of Your Life Choices website and e-newsletter. It's John and Kay on Mind Your Own Retirement, the podcast of your life choices. Who do we have on the line? We have Claire Takeon, John, and she works as a counsellor at the National Debt Helpline, helping people who feel they're lost, they're lost in debt. Well, let's uh, find out more from Claire. Uh, welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement, Claire. Thank you very much. So tell me, what do you uh, what do you actually do? I mean, uh, we've got a thumbnail sketch then from Kay, but uh, you give us more of a depth of what the National Debt Helpline is all about. 
Yeah, so the National Debt Helpline is a phone-based financial counselling service. Uh, it's a nationwide service, so if people ring one eight hundred. 007007, yeah. uh, easy number to remember, uh, from anywhere in Australia, you'll get uh, your state's version of the National Debt Helpline. So if you're, if you're struggling with debt, can't pay your bills, we can we'll talk to you about your rights and your options so that people have a bit of a, a strategy to go forth with. Um, if someone's feeling um, particularly overwhelmed, um, someone's particularly vulnerable, we can also make referrals to a local uh, financial counselling agency uh, for a local financial counsellor can advocate um, on behalf of, um, of you. So speak to your creditors, speak to your, your energy company, depending on what the, yeah, what the issue is. So, Claire, the reason that we were really keen to get you on for this issue, because it's the 29th of December and it does seem at Christmas that debt can be a massive issue Mm. and suddenly people find themselves in the wrong place. Is the first step coming out of denial? Coming out of denial, I mean, I think, um, you know, the first step, if you are feeling like um, you can't pay your debt back without substantial hardship. I mean, I think that's, that's you know, the first sign that you're not on top of your, of your, your debt. Uh, you know, if you're paying your credit card, but then you have to use that card because you haven't got enough to live on, so you're never getting the debt down or you're going out without essential things for, that are needed for a quality life, like food or heating, or you can't pay your council rates. Um, if you're feeling like that, the first step um, really is to speak to a financial counsellor you know, there are there are many companies out there that advertise widely on the radio and TV and internet offering to help people who are in debt. Uh, these companies charge for their services. We call them debt vultures because they prey on people that are in debt. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not required to act in your best interest. If they don't do what they say they're going to do, there's no way you can go to, to complain. So the only place you should go for advice if you're in debt is to a free and independent financial counsellor. Claire, Claire, I, I get... Certainly, I'm certainly not speaking for for Kay, but back in our day, um, our parents were very much uh, of the the generation of um, World War Two, and uh, perhaps even um, when there was uh, the crisis, the financial crisis, uh, and it was like if you can't afford it, don't buy it, mm. uh, or if you can't afford it, then you lay by. And uh, that was the the big thing, and you know we can all remember going down and paying you know a certain amount of money off. Then of course credit cards came into play, and now there's so many options to put yourself into a debt situation if you are not a, a disciplined saver or uh, uh, can can control your money. Uh, there's even ways now where you can purchase things, and then it you know it's it's on the never never almost. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think we definitely live in a community where we're encouraged not to pay for things up front. Um, you know, basically everything can be paid off. There's afterpay, 24-month interest-free offers for furniture, TVs. Um, you know, when we take out a mortgage, there's often a credit card thrown in as part of the deal. I suppose most people I speak to have had a change in their circumstances, uh, you know, some unexpected event that's occurred, which has meant that they're no longer able to pay back their debts. Uh, for instance, they may have become unwell or their partners become unwell, so they've had to stop work or reduce their hours. Um, a lot of people um, that I speak to have lost their job in their 50s when they were expecting to work for another 10, 15 years. 
uh, and they haven't got a safety net savings to fall back on. So they rely on credit and then their, you know, their once manageable debt becomes unmanageable. So Claire, there's an unexpected element and I think that's the thing that sometimes associated with debt, it's overwhelming, it's unexpected, but sometimes there's some sense of guilt that, that uh, people think it's all my fault and maybe there's some embarrassment there as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think there is. And they wait till it's too late. Yeah, often. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's often, you know, we don't talk about money problems, you know, as a, you know, in um, polite conversation, I guess. So when people speak, uh, when people ring um, the National Debt Helpline, they often feel, you know, a great sense of shame. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful to hear the relief in their voices after speaking to us because, you know, they... Really, they um, they often think there's nothing that they can do, that there are no options and that they have no rights. And that's just simply not the case. There are always options. And um, there are um, quite a lot of rights in the legislation that exists, the um, National Consumer Credit Protection Act. It really puts the onus on the credit providers, you know, in terms of responsible lending. So often the people that I speak to, it really isn't their fault. They have been lent too much money. And, um, you know, there are things that can be done if, that, if that's the case. So that's a great takeout for us that there is always something that can, can be done, be done yep. and that there are people who don't charge more money who can help and advocate. I think it would be wonderful to invite Claire back to learn more about what I responsible lending looks Absolutely. like. I think and that's a big to, topic. How to budget. And, how uh, to budget, yes. Boy, boy. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. and uh, what uh, children can be taught because it doesn't seem that uh, they have the responsibility or the understanding of just how important it is to, to really budget. Yeah. Okay, well, look, uh, we are out of time, Claire, but please, can we speak to you again in the future? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to speak to you again. And if anybody feels they are in strife or would like some advice, Claire, your number again, please. So 1-800-007-007. Remember, James. What a wonderful (laughs) 1-800-007-007. And just an added clarification, National Debt Helpline Consumer Action, I did promise we would say it's all about the consumers, so right. which is a great thing. Can we put this up on our website of as well? Of course, Absolutely. of course. All right, it'll be on the Your Life Choices website as well. Claire, thank you so much, and this will not be the last time we speak. Thanks very much. On the line now, we have someone who is going to be talking about pass the turkey. What is all this about, please, Kay? Well, John, Louise is, without a doubt, the number one expert in aged care in Australia. Whoa, whoa. We've, we've landed a big oh, fish. I'm on my knees. I'm, I'm you bowing. Should. You should. Louise Beatty's on the line. Hello, Louise. Hello, John. Hi, Kay. Hi, Louise. Wow, that's a big rap. Well, well that is. why not? You could be Prime Minister. You should be Prime Minister. I don't know. I don't think I want his job. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Louise Beatty, what, uh, what is it you do? So we spend a lot of time talking about aged care, helping understand what the issues are, what people's choices are. Our role basically, though, is we train the financial planners and support them so that they're fully equipped to go out and start having conversations with clients who need help or who might need to start thinking ahead for when they do need some help. 
So Louise's company is called Third Phase Steps. Um, she's also author of a book, Don't Panic, Age the Way You Want Where You Want. Well, that's what I'm doing right now, sitting here with you. <laughs> aging, you're aging in front I, of I, me. In, yeah, oh. <laughs> I've, I think I've caused you to age more, Kay. Um, and, and I agree. How did, you, how did you start this up, Louise, the third phase steps? I've been working in aged care for about 20 years now and I just really enjoy it. Um, I have to say, though, I also am an Australian with older parents and older in-laws and a lot of aunts and uncles and so um, maybe a little bit of self-interest saying, hey, how do I manage and navigate the system too? Well, I, I know it's surprising to say, but it's a lot of fun to work in because lots of problem solving, there's moving parts and the relief that people get by seeing an advisor and getting help is really quite rewarding. So can you take us straight into the past the turkey moment? Because clearly we're talking about what happens at Christmas lunch. What does this mean? Yeah, it, it is that time of Christmas where things are a bit frantic and, and hectic and you're at home with your parents and your brothers and sisters and lots happening. And all of a sudden, as you're passing the turkey, you have that moment of something's not quite right with mum or dad or they're really not coping well. Um, and Christmas is a time where we, we see that more. But it's also because, you know, when you go to visit your parents for short periods of time and one-on-one, they're, they're more in control of hiding sometimes or just they're not as obvious how confused or just the problems they may be experiencing. But when we're at the table and we're sharing stories and we start to you know, just relax and have conversations. Um, now, they're not negative necessarily. It might just be, guys, we need to rally around and support mum or dad a little bit more or we need to be observant or we need to maybe get them some help in the home. It's not past the turkey, sick mum in a nursing home. Mm. Um, it's about past the turkey and let's be more observant of what our families are doing and how our parents are coping and, and what's happening with their health and their independence. So Louise, would you start, let's assume we've got siblings around the table and maybe dad's not looking too um, switched on. Yeah. Uh, do you start by talking to mum and dad or do you start with the siblings or does it depend? I think it's going to depend. Um, I know it, it, and it is a really hard conversation to raise and parents don't want to start talking about it because they think as soon as they start to say, yes, I'm finding this difficult, it's the start of a slippery slope. Now, it's not. So I think it's going to depend on the family dynamics and where you're going to get the best use of that conversation. But it is about just being brave enough to say, I'm observing some changes. I'm really concerned about just making sure you're safe and what's important to you is still happening, um, how do we go about this? You know, and, and maybe So it's said with love. I think so. But also said in a safe environment that this is not us as kids taking over. I mean my mum and dad will tell you they think I'm the bossiest daughter out there. Um and you probably they think are. It's, <laughs> <laughs> probably but you haven't met my mum. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, she'll kill me for that one. Um but it it, it is just, you know, it's about respecting our parents are adults who have their own right to their lives and their decisions but they also need to have a space safe space where they can say I am finding something harder or if I could get some help to come into the home maybe that would take a little bit of pressure off me and I could relax a bit more and have a better quality of lifestyle as well 
Do you give um, any guidelines but, on uh, on a, on a website or somewhere, Louise, where people can go to, you know, look for some um, some guidance, as I say, some help? I know a great book they could buy that would help. Oh, it wouldn't be <laughs> "Don't Panic, Age the Way You Want, Where You Want." Is that yeah. the book? It is. I mean, it, and as much as we laugh about it, that's what that book's designed to do. It's designed to give people choice. It's designed to give them an understanding of all the variable parts and how to go about making a decision that works for you. Um, look, the My Age Care website, which is the government website, is the one that has the, the starting point for lots of information, but difficult to navigate. So I think it's about just Google. Do a Google search on age care advice. Um, ask your financial planner. There's a lot more. We've trained a lot of financial planners. There's a lot more that are very, very good in space. Because sometimes having that objective third person can help break through the family dynamic and can allow mum and dad to feel like they're really having a voice in this as well. And that, of course, is the, is the whole crux of where Your Life Choices website comes to the fore because it, it distills all the information of all what the team regard as the very best information and the most relevant information for folks who are at that particular point in their lives. So, And Louise has uh, supplied so much of our information on aged care. So we actually worked with Louise when we set up the structure of our aged care. Is that right? Uh, Subsite. Yes, we did, because she knows this territory. Louise Beatty is uh, who our guest is right now on the on the line on uh, Mind Your Own Retirement. Um, she's a an expert when it comes to aged care and has written a fabulous book, Don't Panic, um, Age the Way You Want. So, John, I'm thinking because we've opened the conversation, we've passed the turkey, we've we've started chatting, and think at least thinking about it. And maybe Louise would come back next week and explain to us how aged care works at home. Could you do that, please, Louise? Would you come back next year? Because uh, next as you know, year, it's, <laughs> it, it's still 2019, and uh, next time we speak, it'll be 2020. Oh, gosh, yes, that'd be great. I can do that. Fantastic. Louise Beatty from Third Phase Steps. Uh, her book is Don't Panic, Age the Way You Want, Where You Want. And, Louise, thank you so much indeed for giving up your time and uh, making us have a bit of a think about uh, the future for, for our parents and uh, at least opening the conversation. And uh, thanks for being part of Mind Your Own Retirement. Thank you. There, I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with Your Life Choices Pension Checker. It's Mind Your Own Retirement. John and Kay are here. And uh, do you have a bike? Moi? Yes. Do you know I don't know how to ride a bike? No, get away. Oh, John, that's my childhood did you have? secret. My mum wouldn't let me. Why? And mum will be listening. And I'm still cross because she said you'll kill yourself. Oh, no. Every kid's got to have a bike. So I tried to learn when I was about 50. Right. Well, you and I, I'll I'll (laughs) dink you later on, okay? (laughs) 
down and let's go down to uh, down to the shops. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Armstrong is when it comes to bike riding, she is She's par excellence. She's the one. Hello, Michelle. Hello, John and Kay. It's not too late. Can you believe <laughs> that, Michelle? <laughs> You yes, you have in 2020. You now, Michelle, <laughs> have the mission. Should you accept it, to teach Kay Fallick how to ride a bike. Is oh, she, Michelle, is, I'm is it too is it too late? Is she too old? It's not too late, and we, I love a challenge. So I'm <laughs> very willing to take that one on. I'm not sure you'll be able to uh, um, join our tour straight away. We might have to have a little skill session first. But it's never too late to learn to ride a bike. And that's part of what we want to do is empower women and get, build that confidence and give them the skills. Well, we sort of more about climbing hills and enjoying what's on the other side and down into the valleys as well. But it certainly is about um, being confident and safety for women. We know we're all scared. So it, it's all about being safe on the bike. A little background for people who don't know Michelle, and I've known Michelle for a long time. She is as gorgeous as she sounds and she <laughs> heads up High Country Women's Cycling, mm. which celebrates women's cycling, John, and she brings women together to eat, drink, be merry, but not so merry they fall off their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> we keep the merry bit till uh, post-ride celebration. So eat, um, eat, K, eat. Be merry. She loves being merry. She, she hates a drink. Um, but the, the bike riding, not. how come you've known Michelle for so long but you've never been able to ride a bike? Well, I've never told her this. Mm. <laughs> That's uh -oh. right. It's a little hidden secret I didn't, I no. didn't know about. But M Michelle, now that it's out there, we'll do something about it. Sure. Exercise is so important for uh, women and men of a certain age. But uh, when you talk about the high country, I'm thinking about doing incredibly hard, difficult up the mountain, down the mountain. It, 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 are we talking about extreme cycling here? Well, you know, that's an interesting male perspective when it comes to mountains because <laughs> there is another way of looking at um, cycling in mountains and that's about taking your time and oh, enjoying the views on the way up. Taking it's not your time. All about, it's not all about uh, <laughs> pushing hard and... It's, it's not a competition, is it, Michelle? Oh, now I get it. And you know, that's why, well, it's basically high country women's cycling is the concept came out of both myself and um, my co-founder, Claire Holdsworth, who runs uh, many cycle tours all over the world with wide open road cycle tours. So we were talking to the people, the good tourism people down in northeast Victoria in the high country, and they were saying, we're getting so many cycles. Cycle tourism is absolutely booming. But we've recognised this big gender imbalance. Why is it women don't want to come to the region and cycle in the mountains in the numbers that men do? And in general, it's, you know, probably 10% of cyclists are going to be women anyway. So, there's already that imbalance. But we put our heads together and thought, well, we love riding mountains, but what is that that's keeping women away who would be more than capable, have the fitness and the determination and want to enjoy the view from the top, but what is it? And it's probably the fear factor about descending is a big one. And it, you don't have to go fast. That's what brakes are for. You can take your time, but it's also about taking your time on the way up. And all the events and, and the marketing and messaging that was coming out of the high country to, to attract cyclists is all about how hard it is to push yourself. This is the extreme 
event you're going to do and you can achieve. You know, it is about talent, but it doesn't, that, so, that sort of language and messaging doesn't necessarily attract women. So, Michelle, how do you handle the different uh, skill sets or the, the, the fitness sets? Uh, some will be first timers, others will be, uh, you know, full on red hot lycras. That's why we started the High Country Women's Cycling Festival as a three day weekend to celebrate women's cycling, but also to develop skills that uh, women, you know, you do require to be able to um, climb up mountains on a bike. So complete beginners on a bike. So that's what I was saying to Kay. We might have to do a bit of flat riding and there's plenty of that in the high country Mm. as well because we have a 100-kilometre rail trail from Wangaratta to Bright that passes wineries and cafes and lots of opportunities to stop and enjoy all the regional goodness there. But Good luck um, getting her out of that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so we do over the weekend. We do have skill sessions, and we have bike mechanic sessions because part of riding a bike is also being able to change a tire when you maybe, unfortunately, might get a puncture. So it's all about empowering women. Don't turn your confident. nose up at that, Kay. No, no. Look, don't, I was I was halfway that. there the oh. minute I oh. thought I have to change my tire. Oh. You know what, Kay? The sense of achievement of changing your own tire, it doesn't matter how long it takes, but um, just to be able to do that, even, you know, without any – well, women are great at helping one another and, you know, you'll get a whole committee deciding how it's going to be done. But um, the Some advice. sense of achievement is nearly as, as good as that when you climb up that mountain and look out over where you've come from. So um, It sounds like there's going to be a lot of laughing. There's a lot of laughing, and that's really what um, the sense of camaraderie and um, we call it a, a weekend of fun, fitness and friendship. And so forming really great friendships, we just had a really um, fabulous tour with a small, a small group tour, which is quite different to the festival, which attracts 150 to 200 women. We just ran a small group tour a couple of weekends ago based out of Bright, where we did three peaks in three days. But in between the climbing of Falls Creek and Mount Hotham and Buffalo, we had Prosecco uh, lunch parties. We had a aperitif hour. We had a gin flight and degustation dinner, all enjoying the regional beautiful uh, yumminess that we have in abundance in the northeast. And it's a just gorgeous part of the world up there. Just beautiful. It is a beautiful part of the world, and it's attracting more and more people that are coming up and bringing whole new skill sets and hospitality backgrounds and opening up amazing places, cafes and, and distilleries and, and winer, lots of Italian wineries. And um, so, yeah, so it, for us, cycling is about obviously challenging yourself and, and climbing that mountain and going through the beautiful valleys, but it's also about enjoying the friendship that you that you form and supporting one another. How can people find out more uh, of uh, when your tours are on, Michelle? So if they just go to um, High Country Women's Cycling Festival, so it's au. all the information's there about the festival that's on in March 2020 and then tours that we run um, in November. So we're going to put all of this on the Your Life Choices website and shoot people straight across to you. It sounds to me that you've got the perfect match here. You've got the eating, drinking, whining bit, and then you get on your bike and you work it all off. Or, so. or, or, and or you can have Kay, who uh, who'll be whining a lot if she gets a puncher. <laughs> 
Thank you, John. Thank you, Michelle. Please, in 2020, Michelle, get Kay on a bike and just let me be there to That's film it. I want to film it. <laughs> well, you put a new bike on your Christmas wish list and then your New Year's resolution bucket list is to come to the high country and enjoy the beauty of the, the high country by bike. Kay Fallick with training wheels. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. Michelle, thank you so much for giving up your time and all those details will be on our Your Life Choices website and uh, more power to you in 2020, madam. Thank you, Michelle. Pedal power. Pedal power. Here we come, Kay. We'll push to the peak together. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Bye. It's been Ladies' Day here at Mind Your Own Retirement and me, the token bloke the token bloke and we've learned how to if you're in debt that you should go and uh, talk to somebody and, and those details on the website uh, we've learned about uh, passing the turkey opening the conversation if our folks our parents are getting on the other side and you think it's time to have mm-hmm. a conversation and of course we've learned that you can't ride a bike <laughs> thank you who so, would have thought that so, so that is a perfect new year's resolution Kay Fallick. Yes, segueing into New Year's resolutions because we need a nugget. Where did they come from? I had a look on history.com. Where did they come from, John? New Year's resolutions. Any idea? Um, I would say it would be a fertility um, uh, dance. No. No, no. I don't know. I just (laughs) thought I'd say that. Thank you for your input. The ancient Babylonians... Oh, there we go. That was my next guess. 4,000 years ago um, planted crops. To celebrate well, that, the that's New the kind Year. of thing I thought, you know, a bit like, like sure you did, yeah. Hey, right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> they had, you're into it now, a massive 12 day religious festival. Yeah. So one night's not too much, is it? And if they kept their word in their promises to the gods, yeah. then the gods would bestow favour on them on them for the coming year. So that's a news. Have you got any news resolutions? I myself personally. You yourself personally. Apart from riding a bike? To be kind. Oh, you are already. That's, that's right. <laughs> and apart from, you know, supporting... You can't Con- be kind enough. Uh, you know, supporting Collingwood even even more oh, in 2020. mighty pies. Yeah. Uh, 2020, mate. All right. It's yeah, our yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stop now. Poof. Stop now. Poof. Scotty. <laughs> Scotty, I'm there. <laughs> okay. Well, look, whatever your news resolution, let me just say this last half of this year has been an absolute joy. We've been through a heck of a journey together. What fun. And uh, What w- fun. We have... And thank you for putting up with me because... I think you can see why I'd be very hard to live with. Um, oh, no. And, uh, I can't see that. I can be a very bad no. boy, but you've kept me. <laughs> you've kept me. And I just want to see you and Lycra in 2020 riding a bike. That's your resolution. Folks, we'll see you in 2020. Start dancing. And, <laughs> and thank you to everybody who supported Mind Your Own Retirement, the podcast from Your Life Choices. Go to the website. Please check out all the information there and do support it. Get all your friends as well. It'll cost you absolutely nothing and it's a wealth of information. Kay Fallick, we'll see you in 2020. Goodbye, 2019.